0: Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other mediums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before.
1: In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival.
0: Okay, so uh, we're going to get right into it. We want to respect everybody's time. We're going to give you about 30 minutes of a good lesson here. But our, our topic tonight is gospel conversations. How do we take everyday conversations and transition to gospel conversations? So I guess probably the first thing, that we need to figure out is where do most of our conversations how do where do they gravitate to? And you know we they typically have a tendency to gravitate into areas that we're passionate about. So Brad, would you say that you know a thing or two about U T football?
2: Yeah, not a ton, but a little bit. How about U T basketball? I know more about basketball than football.
0: Paul, what would you say that is something that you're, that you're passionate about? Like if people want to have that conversation, you can talk about it.
1: Um, construction, building, uh, trends, what's going on. Now, is that, is that
0: something that excites you or is that just, some, just a byproduct of your profession?
1: Um, I mean, it's a little bit of both. I mean, I, I really enjoy watching the projects come together. I'll, I, this may sound weird, but I like to decorate. I like to pick the colors. I like to do all that kind of thing. Yeah, he so, does. Yeah. I'm a weirdo like that.
0: I, hey, it, but it's it's something that you're passionate about. I can't make you passionate about things that, that I enjoy, but things that are in your wheelhouse, that's what you want to you try to pick up on that. And, and everybody, Brad, you guys, y'all are all the time talking about sports radio and who the five-star athletes, the four-star athletes, the people who's entering the, the draft portal. Am I even saying that right?
2: It's the transfer, transfer portal, the portal. transfer.
0: Po- See, I don't even know what that stuff <clears throat> is, but you guys are all the time talking about that sort of thing. And, and and why, why are you guys all the time talking about that?
2: Yeah. Cause we like it.
0: Cause you're interested yeah. in it. Right. And so, so everybody out there has certain interests. You've got things that, that you're, that you're passionate about. And just naturally, your 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 knowledge, you you seek after knowledge because you're you're passionate about it, wouldn't you guys say? Mm-hmm. All right, so we read this out of uh, Second Corinthians chapter number five. And guys, after as born again believers, once we've been saved, I started talking about this about this last week because at the church. We are so blessed with people. We've got folks that are giving and doing. And right now we are making disciples and people are serving at Poplar Bluff. But what we need is we need some, some folks to be evangelized. We need new converts. We need yep. people to, to be saved so we can turn around and, and, and disciple them and, and continue to, to grow the kingdom. But in Second uh, Corinthians chapter five, verse number twenty, it says, "Now then, we are ambassadors. Ambassadors. That means you're an official representative of who? Well, you know, Brad. In 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 the thing, your hobbies. You talk about things with such passion. Like, if y'all have never talked to Brad Abernathy." about something he's passionate about, he has a tendency to be very uh, assertive.
2: Surely is, not. Is
0: that a good word, Paul? Surely. Boisterous. Boisterous. Oh, wow. Here
2: we go. Dominant. Here we go. Here we boastful. go. There we go. Huh? <laughs> I'm honest. That's what <laughs> I am. Oh, honest. I'm honest. That's <laughs> yeah. what I am. But,
0: but Brad, you – again, I, folks, there's only one Brad Abernathy. No, Lord. But if you want to talk about a card-playing game – Brad Abernathy will learn the rules inside and out. And you do not want to challenge this man when it comes to the rules. He's passionate about things. And Brad, it's almost like whatever it is that you're into, you take it personal that you want to you want to have top knowledge.
2: Would you agree? Oh, 100% agree.
0: Well, give us some examples just maybe in your personal life.
2: Um, well, I'll tell you a great one. When I started basketball coaching, Major and Evan, if, they're, if they watch this, they'll remember, they come to my house and um i had a bunch of videos championship productions makes a bunch of videos and i mean i had a stack of them and i'd watched them time after time after time again they're like coach what are you doing with all these videos i thought you know how to coach basketball i said well boys i'm trying to learn i'm trying to be better you know like these guys are guys who've been doing it in college who've been around and And so, like, even today, I've got, like, over 50 videos or something like that, which is stupid. It's a stupid amount of number.
0: So why are you wanting to get
2: better? Why can't
0: you just say, this is what I do. I'm a basketball coach. I'm just going to take my general knowledge, and uh, I'm just going to do my best.
2: Well, and I guess I always tell kids, you know how we always give those churchy answers? I always think, but now, and I'll tell you, and I tell the boys this all the time. I said, Whatever the word says, whatever you find, let your hands find to do, do it into the Lord. Okay. And so I'm really, I want to do my best for the Lord in all areas. For me, and even though it's basketball, like that's an avenue to talk to boys about the Lord. Amen. Yep. you know, we've used it a ton. And just you know, we got basketball factory, we got the junior high, and all that. Now some of that other stuff I used to be into did not glorify the Lord in no stretch whatsoever. But you know, and I want to be the best. I want to be the best. I like to win. I hate to lose.
0: So before we start getting too much into the gospel conversations, just in in, in your personal areas of your life, you want to be knowledgeable. I do. You don't want to be ignorant. You don't want to be looked upon as Brad don't know what he's talking about. Now, Paul, I'm sure you're the same way.
1: Oh, definitely. Right?
0: Yeah. You're pretty successful, wouldn't you agree, in your professional career?
1: Um, Yes, I've been blessed.
0: Been very blessed. And have you been blessed because a lot of people like you? Because not. because this has been handed to you on a silver platter, because you inherited this business from your dad, what is it that's made Paul Chapman successful?
1: Uh, I started from nothing, from rock bottom, and I knew that um, I've always had a, a will in me to not want to to not want to lose and to want to succeed because I feel like and anybody that knows even the guys on the basketball team they know that that I feel like I've got a chip on my shoulder because of where we're mm. from. And I think people kind of look down on us about where we're from. So I wanted to, to, to portray that, hey, I'm the best because I give everything I got. I study, I know, and I can answer your questions. And if I tell you I'm going to be there at six o'clock, I'm going to be there at six o'clock, you know? So it, it comes from, it's out of Colossians 3, like Coach said, you know, whatever do we do, we do to the Lord. So why not want to be the best? Why not want to know the most? Because if somebody's got a question we should have an answer. Yeah.
0: So, uh, but like in your, like you said, in your, in your professional career and everybody knows when you say, you know, it's like either people will say, yeah, our house was wired by Harvest Electric and those guys know what they're doing or yeah, it's one of them Harvest Electric jobs. You know, which do you prefer? Do you want people to say Yes, it was a harvest electric job, and it was done quality with quality work oh, and care yeah, and attention definitely. to detail. Or, yeah, it was one of them harvest electric, and it's just kind of, yeah, you get what you pay
1: for. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want that answer.
0: So, so you you take the time to to, to do it right and and learn the the craft and, and the the craftsmanship of your work. Well, okay, so let's just think about this. Once we've been saved, we've accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 says, we're ambassadors now. We're official representatives of Jesus Christ. Okay, so let's just think about that for a second. If you're going to be an official ambassador, that means that your words are going to carry weight. Yeah. And you better know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says, study to show thyself approved. We spend a lot of time searching Twitter on you know who's entering the transfer portal, what people are coming, or, or what's going to be happening, <clears> or, or Paul. You know, um, do you look at interior interior design stuff? Do you do you think about that stuff? You know, after work, do you follow anybody on Pinterest? Is there anything like that? That's
1: no, I follow you know, a lot of people on Instagram. And Instagram, stuff like that? yeah,
0: and that and that inspires you, mm-hmm. right? It kind of hopefully gets those creative juices flowing. Well, that doing these things, Brad, you you spend time with your coaching profession after hours. Oh, yeah, right. Yep, uh, Paul, I'm sure that you've you've spent time in your professional career with with certain things after after hours. Well, guys, being an ambassador of Christ, we've got to devote time to learning how to tell people about Jesus. And I think so many times when it comes to sharing the gospel, I hate to say it this way, but I feel like we're we're illiterate. We're scared. We're intimidated. And we're illiterate when it comes to telling people about Christ. And so, okay, that's that's the diagnostic assessment. Maybe that's where we're at. Yeah. Okay, that's not the end goal. That's not where we want to be. So, guys, with that being said, how do we take everyday conversations and turn them into gospel conversations? You all hopefully have, have come prepared. I'm just going to let you all share some of your thoughts. And we we got about 20 minutes left here.
2: Well, I've been talking with the kids about this. It, and I told them, I said, like, for a lot of us, I think if when we get saved – Punching our ticket to go to heaven is enough. So it's cool. The Lord, we don't, we're good without whatever else, whenever else we're good to just make our own decisions, do whatever, whenever. And so I think that we don't think about how this is going to be impactful down the line. You know, um, i t- I actually, today at school, we got to talking to, I got to talking to somebody and we was talking about church and membership and all this other stuff. And I told him a bunch them about how I many you had to learn a lot about mm-hmm. church membership and things. And, and what we've done here, you know, and I think it's just if you're looking for opportunities and you're looking to grow in Christ, I mean, and here's the truth, man. Nobody here wants to say, I don't know that answer. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. And we're so afraid of saying, I don't know. you know. And I've said that to kids so many times, like, hey, I'll know, but I'll find out and get back with you. I'll let you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think we're just so afraid of the, what if I don't have that answer? Or, what if I say something wrong? Well, what if you do? I mean, I'm sure all the disciples was not perfect and said everything right when they're supposed to say and do it. I mean, Jesus told Peter, he's going to betray him three times. He's like, Lord, I'll never do that. I'll follow you even to death. And he told him to his face and he's still done it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and I think it's worth so afraid of messing up or making the wrong decision. But I mean, for me, if I'm going to mess up, I'd rather mess up trying for Jesus than doing something else, you know?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think, uh, a lot of times we put on this facade and and, and like you said, we we don't wanna not know the answer, so we kinda of fake it, you know. lot you know, they'll say, fake it till you make it. Yeah. And, but people want want you to be truthful. They wanna know that they can depend on what you have to say. You know, if they tell me something, then it's law. Like I've got a cousin of mine that if he tells you something, you can write it down, man. He's just an honorable man. And and that's what people are looking for in our everyday walk and our everyday life. Because here's what I do know. If people know at that school that they can trust what you say and what you're going to do. They're going to believe what you have to say. And eventually the Lord's going to uh, kind of uh, fast that around to where that conversation gets on to Him. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Everything in this whole world is ordained by Him. So <clears throat> that conversation, when they need it, will will fast toward that, what they need to hear, what they need to know. And we just got to be willing and ready and able. And here's what I do know. If we will spend the time with the Father, like you're saying, mm-hmm. to, study, to, know, uh, to show ourselves approved, a lot of times, those conversations just go there automatically,
0: naturally. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's, what I'm getting at is, is guys, we we don't have problems talking about things that we're passionate about. Yeah, we should be passionate about Jesus. Yeah, oh, yeah. God sent His Son to die on a cross for our sins so that we could spend eternity with Him. I'm not going to hell anymore. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah! Yeah. I ought to be passionate about serving the Lord Jesus <coughs> Christ. He's promised me peace, love, joy. Hallelujah. Said he'd never leave me, never forsake me. He'd always be with me. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. Wow. I mean, God has provided for me and blessed me. Yeah, I want to know more about this guy. He's the creator of the universe, and he wants to know me.
1: Mm. Personally.
0: Personally. Yeah. 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 All right, so let me tell you guys. Y'all was talking about the fear of failure. Brad, you're a basketball coach. I'm going to ask you, if you would like to have this guy on your team, here's a quote. He okay. said, I've missed 9,000 shots in my career. I've almost lost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to make the game-winning shot, and I missed. You want that guy on your team?
2: I don't know who that guy is. But just hearing that, <laughs> now the first thing, because I am a coach, I think, well, how many shots did you shoot? <laughs> and how many games did he play? You well, know, he but, missed
0: nine thousand. Yeah, lost three hundred games.
2: Yeah, twenty six times. Yeah,
0: twenty six times they t- they trusted him to take the game with a shot, and, and he, he missed. yep uh, Well, that was Michael Jordan that we're yep. talking about there. Yeah, the greatest of all time. Yeah. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Paul. After a long day of work, you're tired, Heather's tired, or maybe even after church on Sunday afternoon. Everybody's got to eat, so where are you going?
1: I'm going down to see Juan and the family at Senor Lopez, 105 Mecca Pike, Teleco Plains, Tennessee, where the food is fresh and the family is welcome. Come home for dinner at Senor Lopez.
0: And now, the continuation of Truth Revival. But even he failed. Yeah. He said, I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I have been successful. Yeah. Because I didn't let those failures define me. Yeah. And I'm afraid so many times we just, uh, we get intimidated to to not take the shot. Yeah. And we freeze under pressure. And and Brad, I, there's one thing that I love hearing you say to your basketball boys. And Paul, there's one thing I love hearing you too. You guys on the court, y'all are so fun. You tell you guys to shoot. <laughs> shoot. <laughs> shoot it. And you've, you've got a quote that says, you miss all the shots that you don't take. Well, let's think about this. Think about those people that we encounter that are lost. Yeah. All those lost people are going to stay lost unless we do something. Unless we shoot unless we shoot, unless we share the gospel. And you know what? It might be messy. It may not be perfect. But if we want to see people come to know Christ, if we want to be successful in our evangelistic efforts, we've got to start practicing. We've got to start studying. We've got to start talking about the gospel and sharing the gospel and being passionate about the gospel. Okay? I mean, guys, think about this. We invest time and energy in developing our careers, we invest time into into our bodies our relationships but we often neglect the spiritual aspect of our lives we need to start focusing on our spiritual development yeah spiritual development and and you know what when you're when you're ha- talking to somebody at work when you're talking to somebody out in public um you've got to be able to take that conversation and and somehow try to direct it on, into a gospel conversation, okay? When somebody's, you know, everybody's talking about their day or everybody's talking about disappointments or everybody talks about, about this or that, you need to be looking for ways to redirect and point, and, and point those people unto the Lord. Would you guys agree?
1: Yeah, amen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, why would we do that? Well, because we're ambassadors for Christ. Yeah. That's what we've been called to be. Right. We've been called to be knowledgeable about, about the Lord.
1: That next line in that in that verse, Rome, is huge. It says, you, you've been quoting, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. But listen to what this says: God, God Himself making his appeal through us. That's big time. You know, He's using us as a vessel to promote who he is, Amen. you know, and it's, we've heard that verse a ton. It's not what goes into a man that defiles him, right? but what comes out. But yeah. here's what I do know. What goes in is what comes out. Ooh. So if you're, if you're taking this word and, and fellowship and preaching and prayer and, and, and just consuming yourself with the brethren and he's, he's what's mainly going in you. He's mainly what's going to come out of you, yeah. you know? So that life, I mean, he says he gives you life and peace and, all these things, and I've been reading, you know, I've been down sick. I've been reading the Psalms for a week and we says, hey, I will raise you off your sick bed. Yep. You know, spend time with me. Yeah. Come see me. I'll raise you off yeah. your sick bed. So <clears> here, <throat> here's what I do know. I've been sick a ton for the last three or four months.
2: You're done with that. I'm done with that. The Lord's done here. But me. the only You're good done.
1: thing that's came out of that is I spend a lot more time with the Lord because I've not had time to go to work because I felt awful. Mm. But I spent a lot of time with him. But I'm coming. I'm
2: coming off here. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I'm yep. coming.
0: Praise God.
2: And I think, too, it boils down, I think, the days of, and we've done this, wrong several times. We have done. Right, he's gone. He's gone. He's had enough. He, he's gone. <laughs> he said he was out of here. He, he, he said he world. was done. Um, but several times we've been a part of visitation programs where we, okay, we're going to meet over here on Tuesday we're going to go out we're going to knock on doors and we're going to talk to people about Jesus. We've been a part of those. Mm-hmm. We've done it. You probably done it way more than me. I think those days are kind of behind us in the world that we're living in because now people don't sit on the front porch and wait for people to come by, you know? And I even remember when we done it, you know, like, Guys getting out of the vehicle and, you know, somebody home alone, you know, even though we think, well, it's us, we're not here to do nothing, but that ain't always the case, you know? Yep. I think it's more relationships with people when they see, you know, you are who you are. You know, when we build these relationships with folks and talking with and people and, and and just telling folks, you know, hey, I messed up, but the Lord, I'm so glad. I've had a good day today because the Lord blessed me. Yeah. You know, the Lord, I stand in his grace today because you know why I'm still here standing. Mm-hmm you know and it, and it, and I think it goes down to bringing those conversations in when it's when it's just real. You know like when it's not forced or when it's not when it's not and that makes a real difference in people. He's back.
0: Well, you know we we're, we're talking about p- things that people are passionate about and Brad, I'm with you. I've thought about before if somebody comes and knocks on my door, how receptive am I going to be? Yeah. And I'm a preacher. I'm yeah. a, I love talking about the Lord, but if somebody comes to my house, I'm I'm not I'm probably I'm not looking for people to come by and, and you know, I'm just,
1: you want that time alone.
0: Yeah. I mean that
1: this is my place. Maybe I'm, yeah.
0: maybe I'm weird, but I don't want to have that conversation when I got the lights turned out and I'm nestled down for the night or after I just ate supper or, or spending time with my family, but at, at my job and in, in my hobbies during those times when I'm out and about and you run into people Dennis Cagle called it lifestyle evangelism. Yeah. That, that I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. And somebody may, may be out there and maybe say, well, well, Roman, how do we do it? How do we take these everyday conversations and turn them into gospel conversations? I'm going to tell you real quick the best question you can ask somebody if you want to do that. Here it is Hey, do you go to church anywhere? Mm hmm how hard is that you're talking to somebody and they're passionate about UT sports or they're excited about this. Somebody just say, Hey, can I tell you something that I'm excited about? I'm, I'm excited about, you know, my ministry at Poplar bluff and, and what we're doing over there. Do, do you and your family go to church anywhere? Do Y'all have a, a, are you a person of faith? Do you, do you believe in God? And boy, that right there just opens up a door and yes. I'll guarantee you just about everybody around here, <laughs> they have an opinion on church yeah they have an opinion on god yep but you better be ready because you're about to open up Pandora's box <laughs>
1: yeah oh yeah yeah that's true I talked to somebody the other day and they said you know they were asking me about speaking somewhere and they's like my it was a funeral and they were like well my dad didn't go to church because of the establishment but he was saved and uh, a lot of a lot of people don't understand that failing to assemble ourselves together man that, that's that's that means a ton, and and by doing that, w- when we assemble ourselves together, we draw strength from one another. That, that way, we can go out and be a lifestyle evangelist, you know, and be able to do those things. and And what a lot of people don't understand is is we're each a book. We're oh, a book yeah. written by the Father, yeah. And and our actions, the way we react, the way we we carry ourselves, not just when we open our mouth. People are looking at every form of fashion, and that, yep. and we have to ooze with the Spirit, you know, out of our hands, out of our eyes, out of our nose. Uh, out of our movements and, and our every every process we have has to ooze with the father and has to be who he is and that's what he's calling us to do and, and we're learning and growing every day you know uh, we've been ser- I would say in this room right now we've been serving the Lord a long time collectively mm-hmm. yeah. if you put it all together yeah and every day I guarantee you you learn something new. I learned something new and you learn something new. Or or we, we say something we know better. We're negative when we ought not be. We're complaining when we shouldn't be. And God's saying, hey. And he's correcting us and he's leading and guiding us. That's why that sh- the shepherd that he is with that staff, when we get that way, he leads and guides, directs us, and he's saying, hey, become who I am. Be more like me. Yeah,
2: Be Lord, be more like me. God, that shepherd stuff, ain't kidding you. My small group, by the way, if anybody's watching, you're in a your small group, meet with us at 5 at Sundays down here at the Fellowship Hall. It's great 23rd Psalm, but you don't re- like it. I've got through the first few chapters of our book and you don't realize that like the whole sheep thing. Cause I, now as y'all know, I'm not a farmer. I'm not, you know, I don't live off the land or do nothing like that. But you don't think like in that guy in that book says the sheep are content only when the shepherd is there or nothing is bothering them. He says that he goes through. There's like four reasons, adversity, fear, pests, and, and hunger. Sheep will stay awake. They'll keep standing and stay awake. Really? But the, yeah. But the moment okay. the shepherd is there, all that forgets. They'll butt each other. They'll hit each other. They'll be cont- doing all these things. But the moment the shepherd is there, they're content. That sounds like humans. It's mm. exactly what it's like. And I thought, <laughs> but um, and, and it's so easy, you know, because the Lord, I mean, yeah, we know he's always with us. Let's be real. We know he's with us and he's in our hearts. But if he was always standing right beside of us, you know, like literally standing beside us, I think our conversations would be a whole lot more godly. Yeah, you know, and, 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 and be bad. better for
0: sure. Have y'all seen that video on Facebook? And it said, um, "This is what it's like to pastor a church," or "This is what the shepherd experiences when dealing with sheep." And it's that sheep that's in the ditch, and the oh, guy, yeah, and the guy pulls the sheep out. Yeah, he's doing the sheep a favor, and that sheep just starts running again and hopping and jumping. And the next thing you know, he just first, right <laughs> back in the ditch. Yeah. He's like, "I just got you out of that mess," and yeah. here you. Well, that's us. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is. Right, you're exactly right.
0: And 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 I, I, as a pastor, that's the ministry. And if you allow those frustrations to boil over, you're gonna you're gonna hurt your ministry.
2: Yeah.
0: But we need to realize that even the best of us are flawed.
1: Yep. Severely. None of us
0: are perfect. No, not we're all wicked and sinful. And so when we see people out in the world. We're not, we shouldn't be out there to condemn them or, you know, look down upon it. Jesus said, I came not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. And we carry the gospel, we carry the good news.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, we need to rebuke the enemy because for whatever reason, Satan has caused our mindset to think, well maybe we may be living under conviction under condemnation because uh, under shame and guilt because our lifestyle is not matching our profession
2: yeah
0: well that's that's number one we need to repent yeah and yeah. start and start following after the Lord and living pure righteous holy godly lives there's a word that's been on my on my heart and the, it, Paul says mortify the sin that's in you
2: yeah
0: kill it mortify that sin <clears throat> But I think we we enjoy that sin sometimes, that pleasure yeah, that it brings right. us. But Paul says, "mortify it." And so, if we're going to have these gospel conversations, we need to be passionate about the Lord, having our eyes focused on Christ, be living pure, um, faith centered lives. And uh, guys, we're going to try to wrap it up here. We got okay. about three minutes. But turning these regular regular everyday conversations into gospel conversations. You, I mean, as you're talking to 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 your friends, your coworkers, your family members, you could just ask them, say, you know, hey, do you go to church anywhere, or what are your thoughts about God? Um, how do you think someone becomes a Christian? What do you, most Americans believe in God. What are your thoughts about God? What does what does that mean to you? Um, or you know, have you ever thought about? Uh, Jesus, what are your what are your thoughts on Jesus? And just like I said, be prepared to open that door. And even if you make mistakes, be willing to miss that shot, but yeah. take it anyway. Yeah. Don't be afraid to lose. Michael Jordan had a lot of losses; he had a lot of missed shots, but he became great. And so, I want to encourage everybody: start now, becoming great for the Lord. Brad, give us some closing thoughts here. Closing words of inspiration.
2: Um, well, I think we get discouraged easy and when we're not, we like, we've been saying, when we're not been in time with the Lord, then when we may a little bit and we're hoping God do something really instantly. And I, I, I've recently been on this kick with the kids and I said, y'all think about this and I'll leave y'all with this for me. Jesus did so many miracles that in the last part of John, it says he did so many that the books of the world contain them. He had thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people follow him around, and be with him, and be a part of, hear many conversations. But in the end, there was only 12 of them that stuck with him. And so you think, how many shots did he shoot? Mm. How many times did he talk? I mean, and we see it all throughout the Bible, but yet 12 of them.
0: Only 12.
2: You know, like people come to know him, but really only 12 did it stick with. You know, Mm. and so... Um, and I've got a sermon that the Lord's preparing for me going that <laughs> angle, but but it's just, don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. No. We've all we've all been there. We've all done that. We've all got discouraged at times and that. But don't don't. The Lord has called us all to go and spread the gospel. It's not. It's not. And it's not a calling. I said that wrong. It's not. A, it's really a commandment. Ooh, there we go. It's not a calling. That's 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 what it is. So that's it for me, Paul. Yeah, you're right there. Be
0: not weary in well doing. Mm. You'll reap in due season if you faint not. You can't you can't grow corn unless you plant seed. That's the yeah. end of that. We're not going to see people saved unless we sow the seed of the gospel. Yeah, that's called evangelism. Paul, close us out.
1: You know, I think a lot of times we live in a world now where being offended is an everyday norm. Somebody's always offended. And I think we hold back a lot of times because we don't want to offend people. Yeah. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. But listen to what Jesus said here in Luke chapter 12. He said, I came to cast fire on the earth and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, in one house, there will be five divided, three against two, two against three. They shall be divided, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. hes We cannot worry about being offensive and offending people because here's the deal. He's separating his bride mm. And we've got to be prepared to have these conversations because it's vital. Because if we don't open our mouth and have this conversation, this person over here that is supposed to be a part of the bride and, and is in our line to to fish and reel in and bring forth to the kingdom, they may miss out on a blessing. And we're going to miss out on a blessing if we keep our mouth shut. Yep. If and you don't, who will? If you don't, who will? He <laughs> preaches this Sunday. That's right. And listen, I'm I to ta- listen to that, by the way. I'm going to tell you another one. And, and be ready because it's coming. He's got another one <laughs> about a funnel that's coming. And, and, and it's the same thing. It's a, a one or two turns into a multitude. Woo, glory to God in heaven. One or two <laughs> turn to the multitude, baby. So here's the thing about it. We... It don't matter about offending because if we're doing this thing in love, even if we do it in love, it's going to defend, offend people. It's going to take the sword, the the spirit of the Lord, the sword. It's going to come rightly dividing the word of truth. And it's going to, it's going to make some people turn. It's going to make some people come and we can't worry about offending people anymore. We have to promote the gospel out of love. I came to seek and to save the lost. And he, and he says there in Corinthians that He's speaking through us, yep. and he came to yep. seek and save the lost, so we got to be willing to open our mouths so he can do that. Yep.
0: Brad, right, I'm going to say this, and I know those guys are w- closing up, but uh, Brad, newly minted father. Is Dane brushing his teeth right now?
2: <laughs> no, he's not.
0: He just what, six, seven months old?
2: He's 10 months ten old. 10 months? Yeah, he's Holy 10 months. Holy cow. Yeah.
0: 10 months old? I better get an invite for that first birthday party. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you will, yeah. Now, I don't know when the point comes when – those little kids have to start brushing their teeth. But Brad, I guarantee you, y- y'all will buy all types of gimmicky stuff to make it fun for Dane to brush his teeth. Mm-hmm. You'll buy the, the the good flavored toothpaste. You'll buy the the toothbrush that he likes, whatever he's into, you know, mm-hmm. Paw Patrol or SpongeBob. I don't you might even buy a basketball That's toothbrush. What
1: I'm it'll have it'll be a basketball.
0: You know, and 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 we, and we try to entice our kids to brush their teeth. But I promise you, Brad, there's gonna be some nights when he's like Daddy, I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't want to. Even we as adults sometimes are like, I don't want to brush my teeth. Well, Brad, what if you kept saying, okay, Dane, you don't have to brush your teeth. And I said, because I'm a cool dad and I love you. Night after night after night. Now you don't have to brush your teeth. You don't have to brush. What happens after a while when you being a cool dad and tell him not to brush his teeth, what's going to happen?
1: He's going to be broke with a dentist bill. Yeah, his
0: teeth are going to rot out. Yep. yep. And so, you know what? As a loving father, you had to say, Dan, you got to brush your teeth, son. You have to brush your teeth. Yeah. And Danny, you're mean. Well, son, you just, you have to brush your teeth. I mean, I know that's a very simple example, but sin will corrupt. Yeah. Sin yeah. will rot and destroy our lives. Yeah. And so I'm not saying that we need to condemn and judge people, but we have a responsibility to tell them the effects of sin. And, and while the world may view it as, you know, well, you're judging me or you're being too... I love you. Yeah. And that's why I'm telling you that. Yeah. Okay? So if we really love people, we have to tell them about their sin, but also tell them about the goodness of God. Amen. That Christ, who knew no sin... Became sin for us Hallelujah Uh, Yes We went just a little bit over that 35 minutes not too bad That's not too bad We could keep on going But I want to pray for everybody out there So um, let's bow our heads And we'll be dismissed Lord we love you Thank you Father For allowing us just to gather tonight And just have a Have a discussion About your word And how we can take our everyday conversations And turn them into gospel conversations Father use us Put people in our path. Give us courage so that we may talk about you and share the gospel. Lord, I pray that you would multiply our efforts. God, that you would increase them. We love you. We praise you. We uh, ask a blessing over each person in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a good night.